Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. As far as vaccine hesitancy, I do see a lot of that. They'll say some of the common things hasn't been tested or a chip is injected. But the other thing is distrust of the medical system as far as the government is concerned. That level of distrust is difficult. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. Everyone and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mental, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're so glad you've joined us. Happy weekend, Dr. Linda. It's a good weekend. It is a good weekend. The coffee is hot. Oh, and you're not going to complain about it this time, are you? No, no, you? the coffee is fantastic <laughs> this morning. You're yeah. going to have to check out one of our videos where Chris complains about the way I made him coffee. <laughs> That's right. I made it myself this week, and it's, okay. it's wonderful. <laughs> There's the trick. Okay, good for you. <laughs> you know, last week we had a very special show with Dr. Lori and Maitland, and guess what? There's more. There's more. That's right. We had so much to talk about. Dr. Lorianne has decided to come back and join us again for part two of the show. We're calling New Variant, New Stress, Questions to Help You Cope. We had a lot of questions, and listeners are you know, out there. They're trying to make sense of all this information. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we're all a bit fatigued by all this. We thought, oh, you know, we're just going to get back to normal again, and, and we're going to start opening up and doing life as we used to. And now we're having all these issues again with the pandemic. So we really just wanted to take a pause and because we know it's important everybody's coping. We know that we want to keep anxiety levels down. We want to be working on our stress. And we know that if we don't do those things, we are more susceptible to infection and disease. So we really want you to stay calm in this process, which is why we're bringing on a physician to just answer your questions again about this Delta variant. So let me introduce her, Chris. This is Dr. Lori Ann Maitland, who is a family medicine physician and medical educator. She earned her master's in public health from Boston University School of Public Health, her medical degree from the University of New England College of Osteopathic Medicine, and she completed her postgraduate resident training at the Dartmouth Family Medicine Residency Program. She practices clinically, and she teaches both medical students and residents, and she has a real heart for the underserved and medical missions. We're going to talk a little bit about that in this show. She's traveled to several countries providing medical care to those in need, and given her public health focus, she's been one of the physicians that I know that has been closely following the data during this pandemic, as well as she's treating patients, and so she's very knowledgeable about how to help people navigate through this really difficult time. She's also a personal friend. She's a colleague, a follower of Christ. And honestly, she's somebody that I really trust. She's my go-to person. She's probably tired of me asking her questions. <laughs> so then I said, I said, hey, you're having to answer all these questions for me. Why don't you just do it on the radio? Right, right. <laughs> because probably the same questions I have are mm-hmm. the questions other people have had. And so I deeply respect her, and I'm so excited that she agreed to come back for part two. So welcome, Dr. Maitland. Thank you so much for having me back. Well, we're glad you decided to come back. And uh, we're going to follow up a little bit on one of the kind of a follow-up question from part one. So if you haven't heard part one of the radio show with Dr. Maitland, you might want to go back and listen to that because she really answers a lot of great questions that I'm sure most of you 
have had at some point or may still have about the Delta variant. But one of the things that came up in that conversation, Dr. Maitland, was the technology that is being used in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. And you said that you wanted to say a little bit more about that because you wanted to reassure people about that technology. Those two vaccines um, use something called messenger RNA. Messenger RNA is in your body and in mine. It's an integral part of our human body. This was first identified in 1961. And then about 30 years ago, a Hungarian scientist um, discovered that messenger RNA could be used for things like delivering chemotherapy, vaccines, and so forth. So it's not new technology. And, you know, when I sit back and think about this, this pandemic is not new to God anyway, you know, and I, I think how amazing that he prepared us to have this amazing vaccine. He prepared scientists to find a messenger RNA in our own bodies and really work for 30 years so that when this pandemic came, we knew what to take off the shelf. And so to me, the vaccine is somewhat of, a, of an amazing miracle. You know, it's interesting you said that because I also read Dr. Francis Collins from the CDC in an article, an interview he gave for Christianity Today. He had a very similar position that you do. He said it's a gift. He felt like it was a gift yes. from God. Yes. that we had that. Absolutely. We had all of that research and science ready to go. And then when it was needed to save lives, it was there. So uh, I think he shares your same opinion about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one of the, the things that I'm sure you hear from patients, because I've heard this from my friends, is that there is a bit of a hesitancy to get the vaccine because they prefer to have the natural immunity by actually getting the COVID infection instead of the vaccine. So how do you talk to a patient about that? You know, particularly with Delta, our natural immunity is no match for Delta. Whenever we get sick or have anything that invades our body, we make antibodies, we make an army. And that is true for COVID as well. So if somebody gets COVID, whether it was the original COVID, the Wuhan virus or Alpha or now Delta, there are more variants, by the way. Delta is just the new one and it's a far different beast, much more transmissible. But anyway, when we get Delta or, you know, COVID, we make um, antibodies. The problem with them is they go away over time. And we're still learning exactly what that time is. We think the average is probably three months. So we do make antibodies, but are they enough to help us not die? Well, that's the big question. The difference with vaccine-mediated immunity, so the antibodies, the army that your body makes after you get a vaccine, is much more specific. We're learning this every day. It is a better fighter. You get better soldiers against the COVID infection. And is that one of the reasons why we're hearing in the news that there might be a booster for these vaccines? Are the, is it the concern that those fighters are losing their fighter power and we might need to ramp it up again? That is true. So someone like me who got their vaccine eight months ago, we're learning that even vaccinated individuals, their um, antibody levels or their soldiers might 
go down in population and we might need a booster, but we're still um, researching that. So that's part of that evolving medicine that people need to be patient with and give a little bit of grace in that the doctors are trying to figure this out with new information. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter lives near Vanderbilt University and she gets tested regularly, even though she is vaccinated when she has an exposure. So And the reason she does that is she does work with a lot of elderly people and people that are maybe not vaccinated. And she's very concerned that she does not spread the virus. She's not been sick, but Mm -hmm. she takes Mm -hmm. the test as sort of a responsible way to respond to that. When I ask her, what test do you take? She kind of goes, I don't know. I just go to Vanderbilt and they give me a test, Mm -hmm, which, mm -hmm. you know, that's probably what most of us, you know, know. But if you have an exposure and you want to get tested, can you explain a little bit about the different tests? There are two basic types of tests. One is called an antigen test and the other one is called a molecular test. The antigen test, you can get results immediately, you know, really about 15, 20 minutes. So similar to a flu test, you know, if you think you have influenza, it's that quick test. The problem is you can rely on a positive result. Positive is positive, but negative, there are a lot of potential false negatives. You need a lot more virus in your nose or the back of your throat. That's where these tests are taken from to get a dependable result. So the thing you don't want to do is if you you know, had an exposure with somebody, but you're asymptomatic, you don't have any symptoms of COVID, it may not be an accurate test. And the problem is, is these rapid antigen tests, these rapid tests are over the counter now. And so people may get them and take the test because, you know, I don't know, they visited the farmer's market and somebody had COVID. And so now they're taking a test. If they don't have symptoms and it's negative, You really can't rely on it. But the problem is you can buy them over the counter and get a false sense of security. The other test, which is the gold standard, is the molecular test called the PCR. And it takes sometimes actually there are um, PCR tests now that are you can get them back in an hour. But that's not as common as ones that take a day or two. So if you go to CVS and get a PCR, it might take a day or two. But that is a much, much, much better test. It actually looks at, you know, the genetics, not not how many virus particles are there. So it's more uh, sensitive. It's, it's more sensitive. It's, well, and, and specific. More yeah, yes, specific. Exactly. Okay. So if it's positive, you can rely on it. And if it's negative, you can rely on it better than a rapid test. And this is why places like airplanes require a PCR, because okay. they can rely on that result. Well, we've been hearing lots of helpful information in this first segment, but we have more show to go. And when we come back, more questions for Dr. Lori Ann Maitland here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Some days I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. 
David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude. Letting Go of Worry by Dr. Linda Mintel. Available on her website at drlindamintel.com and online. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Check out her website, drlindamental.com, and remember, our podcast can be listened to or shared anytime. Go to myfaithradio.com or your favorite podcast platform and type in the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Dr. Linda, today's special guest is Dr. Lori Ann Maitland. She's a good friend of yours and a colleague. I know. And so I thought I would just share her with the country because these are the kinds of conversations that I call her and ask her questions about all the time. And she's so gracious about giving her time to people. She really has the heart of a physician. I know that sounds a little crazy to say, doesn't every physician have a a Mm, good heart? But, you know, there's just some people you can just tell that it's it's in their DNA to really serve other people. And she does a lot of self-sacrificing that people don't know about, gives a lot of time to anybody who needs her help. So we're so glad that she's here. All right. So I hesitate to almost bring this up because there's so much fighting over masks. And I hate the way that especially people of faith are treating each other over this masking situation. But I just want to hear from a practicing physician, which is who Dr. Maitland is. Why are these still so controversial? So many people get upset at the idea of wearing a mask. Should you still wear your mask even if you're vaccinated? And tell us why or why not. Emphatically, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wear your mask indoors. Two reasons. You want to protect yourself some. Even if you are vaccinated, you can still get infected with Delta. Personally, I don't want COVID. I don't want Delta. I don't really want to be sick. And I certainly don't want any long-term effects, ones that we're learning about all the time. But to me, masks are more important to protect each other. I am interested in protecting my neighbor. And if I have COVID, I'm vaccinated. I perhaps could be asymptomatic, not feel sick, but I could still have it and transmit it to others. And we know that there's a very, very high likelihood that if you do have COVID, it is Delta and very transmissible. And I do not want to be a link in the chain to get others sick. Well, and we hear from people, very smart people who say the masks don't work. Well, that's just not true. You know, I could give you lots of articles to read, but just think on an anecdotal level. Linda, did you see any influenza last year? Did you see flu? Right. We did not. We did not because we were all masking. And I just want to mention that we should be, you know, masking in all inside buildings, whether you're vaccinated or not. And that means your place of worship. 
protect each other there. Okay, so I, again, that could be controversial as you hear that comment, and we're just asking a physician who's uh, treating patients and who is looking at the data to give us her opinion. So again, be respectful. If you don't agree with the things that are being said, that's okay. We're not telling you what to do. We're not forcing anything on anybody, but we just want to give you some good information. So I want to shift a little bit here, Dr. Maitland. There are some populations of people that have been really hit hard with this virus and its variants. Can you speak to what is happening to some of the underrepresented minorities that have been especially hit by this and what's going on with that group and why there may be more hesitancy among some of these underrepresented groups? Yeah, Linda, you know, it goes without question that many minorities, particularly our black and brown sisters, really have been disproportionately affected by COVID, both physically and economically. We're going to see that again with Delta, but certainly with the original, the Wuhan um, COVID, we saw a lot more hospitalization and death among uh, minorities, particularly black and brown individuals. And as far as vaccine hesitancy, I do see a lot of that in my daily practice. And when, when I ask people, well, first I ask, are you vaccinated? If they say no, and I get permission, I say, hey, can we talk about that? What are you thinking you know, what's your thought process there? Some of my African-American patients, they'll say some of the common things, you know, it hasn't been tested or a chip is injected, those sorts of things. And, and, you know, I talk them through that. But the other thing that they'll talk about is distrust of the medical system as far as the government is concerned. And I have some people who uh, will mention and remember the Tuskegee experiments. And if you are not familiar with that, it, it's easy to look up, but it is, is not something that we should be um, proud of. It's when the public health service, kind of the health branch of our, our government, was doing experiments on black men with syphilis, telling them that they were getting free health care when indeed they were not. They were being experimented on. And some people also mentioned Henrietta Lacks, another experimentation um, that should never have taken place. But these were with our black brothers and sisters. So they remember that and they're skeptical. You know, sometimes it's hard to talk people through that. I can explain the vaccine and how it works and that it's safe. But sometimes that level of distrust is difficult. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, T.D. Jakes held a, a big session in his church to talk about the vaccines and helping people through that, because there is this historical distrust that is legitimate based on the things that you have said. So one of the things we have to do is we have to recognize when we haven't handled things well and we have mm-hmm. to do better in the future. Well, Dr. Maitland, this is fantastic information, but we can't stop there. We need to continue after uh, this last break right here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Everyone worries, don't they? 
Well, just listen to the nightly news or read the economic forecast or even talk to your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel. Opportunities to worry present themselves many times during our day. So why would God tell us not to worry when it almost seems like it's impossible? First, he knows the physical damage worry does to our bodies. Second, he wants to calm us down by taking the burden of control away from us. Hey, we don't have control. No matter how much we think we do, he does. And third, he wants us to trust him. The root of worry is doubting God. Doubt is not trusting that God is who he says he is, or he will do what he says he will do. So every day, take your worries to God. Rehearse his goodness, accept his grace, and walk in the confidence that he is in control and he's working all things for your good. Hey, it's Chris from the Dr. Linda Mental Show. They say time flies when you're having fun, and they might be right. The Dr. Linda Mental Show has been on the air since 2014, and since then, we've archived a ton of radio programs. And we thought, you know, every once in a while, let's go back and listen. So here we go. This is Way Back When with Dr. Linda. Remember way back when Dr. Linda talked about the effects of isolation and loneliness? That program first aired on September 16th, 2017. Social isolation, loneliness, living alone, those things play a significant role in a person's risk of dying. If you can develop social connection with people, so the opposite of loneliness, it cuts your risk of early death by 50%. Our brains are wired for connection with others. This is how God really designed us. So our need for people is as basic as our need for water and for food. So what we see in the research is that there's a bunch of stuff that happens in the brain. I don't want to get too technical with that. But when you feel lonely, we can actually see what's going on in your brain, and it's not good. So there is a difference of people who feel lonely and believe they're living in loneliness than people who are feeling connected to other people. If you think of loneliness like unclean water, okay? So when someone's lonely, it shows up in measurements of stress hormones, in our immune function, in our cardiovascular function. So what that means is that social isolation, it's been linked to an increased risk in infectious disease and cardiovascular disease and other types of diseases. So lonely adults also, this is interesting from the research, consume more alcohol. They get less exercise than those who are not lonely. Their diet is also higher in fat. Their sleep is less efficient and they report more daytime fatigue. Loneliness also disrupts the regulation of the cellular process that's deep within your body, which is the thing that makes you more predisposed to aging. There have been a lot of changes in our society that have left people feeling lonely. And I really think, Chris, it has a lot to do with taking God out of culture. Mm. This sense of sort of being alone in the universe is really a factor that people struggle with. You, you can see it. People change jobs more often. Mm. They don't put down roots. They're more alienated from their families because people are living all over. Right. Um, we don't know our neighbors. The, so the loss of that sort of daily on the porch that my parents' mm -hmm. generation had, right. going to the grocery store, seeing, now we just order everything online. Yeah. We don't ever have to leave the house. And so there's a lot of this shared community that's really being lost. And I don't think we pay enough attention to the isolation of people living in our communities. Let me just tell a, a quick little story before we go to break. We had a neighbor that just recently moved. Mm. And the, we only have a little cul-de-sac of 14 houses. And most of us, when we were saying goodbye, we didn't even say goodbye, and people couldn't remember their names. Oh, wow. And there's like 14 houses in our neighborhood. That's the sense of isolation a lot of people feel in their communities. 
Wow, who would have thought four years ago that loneliness would become what it has today? Social distancing really put a damper on being social. This way back when has been a good reminder that even though we still need to follow social distancing guidelines, it's important to keep that sense of community. If you want to go way back when again with Dr. Linda, you can by downloading the Dr. Linda Mental Show podcast on iTunes or by visiting the Dr. Linda Mental Show at MyFaithRadio.com. Did you know you have a conflict style? Everybody does. Are you a conflict avoider? Maybe you don't avoid, but instead react intensely. Or perhaps you are a great negotiator. Dr. Linda Mental offers a free conflict quiz when you visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com. Click on the picture of her latest book, We Need to Talk. Then have a friend or your partner take the quiz, too, and see if you can navigate conflict successfully. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Check out her website, drlindamental.com, and remember, the podcast can be listened to or shared anytime. Just go to myfaithradio.com or your favorite podcast platform and type in the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And Dr. Linda, we want to continue the conversation with Dr. Lori Ann Maitland. It's been fantastic to speak with her today about uh, some of the complicated issues concerning the COVID-19 and then the Delta variant of this virus. I know I'm learning things that I didn't quite know. She's mm. really good at explaining this to the average person That's who right. you know, isn't all into the medical uh, jargon and the research. So, Dr. Maitland, I, I have a question about the way some people are looking at this. And again, we're not trying to be judgmental. We're not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just going to ask a physician who's treating patients and who's dealing with this on a day-to-day level, who is a believer and who is someone who does follow the research closely. There are some people who are just taking a watch-and-wait approach. What are your thoughts, I guess, about that approach to the Delta variant? Yeah, well, I would say, again, as I've said, Delta is a different beast. We do not have the luxury of watching and waiting. And if we want this pandemic to end, which, you know, there are people who question whether ever will, you must be part of the solution. You need to get your vaccine, get it now. Even if you got your vaccine today, if you get the messenger RNA, you're you're about six weeks from being fully protected And, you know, that's really important to realize. So love your neighbor, get vaccinated, love yourself, get vaccinated. The end of this COVID story depends on two things, human behavior and viral behavior, and the former affects the latter. Be part of the solution, not the problem in keeping this virus going. So I hope we've given you some things to think about. Again, I'm just going to ask that we be respectful and we listen to each other and listen to information that is provided by people that are in the know and are working with patients and seeing patients and trying to help us all. Look, we're all tired of this uh, pandemic. We all would like to be able to do the things that we normally do. I think of the verse, my life verse, Chris, is uh, don't grow weary in doing good. I think that life verse really applies here as we have to continue to be vigilant, continue to do the right thing. So we are so grateful for Dr. Maitland taking time out of her very, very busy schedule to spend uh, time with us today, the second show. So if you didn't hear the first part, we encourage you to go back and listen to the first segment and then follow with this one. 
Again, we know there's strong feelings about this topic, and we trust that you can hear information, be respectful if you disagree, and practice Christian love to those with whom you differ. Maybe it's time that the people of faith are known by their love and not their division. So stay informed, care for others, and as Another Dr. Laura, this is Dr. Lori Ann, so she's not quite the other Dr. Laura, but the Dr. Laura that most people know always says, now go do the right thing. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Normental, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, and our very special guest, physician and family medicine doctor, Dr. Lori Ann Maitland. From all of us here at Faith Radio, talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.